0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Hello, Soul City. My name is John. I'm one of the teaching pastors here, and I'm really glad that you decided to tune in today. Uh, Whether you're watching live or on demand later on, I I think it's really great that you carved out some time to invest in your relationship with God, uh, whatever that relationship might look like for you right now, because I believe that that is a relationship that, when developed... I believe it can drastically change your life. And that's actually why we exist as a church. We want to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And I hope that this message would help you take a step forward in that journey today. Again, wherever you might be at. Uh, and for those of you who are watching in the U.S., I hope you had a good Thanksgiving this week. I, I know that this Thanksgiving might have looked a little different for you. Uh, Maybe this Thanksgiving was hard. Uh, maybe you had to miss out on a few things that normally happen. I know for me, in addition to Thanksgiving, me and Aaron and some of the friends we grew up with almost always do a Friends Giving in the days following Thursday. And I don't really know if we're going to be able to do that in the same way this year. That's just the reality. You know, Aaron and I, we're really lucky to still be very close with friends that we have known since we were little kids. Uh, I grew up in a community where most of my friends were theater kids, which, for the purposes of this sermon, just means that we were loud, we were crazy, and we loved telling stories. Now, I know a lot of people like telling stories from their lives, like, you'll never guess what happened to me at work today type stories. But as you can imagine, theater kids usually take this to another level. Especially theater kids who, when they grow up to be adults, stop doing theater, and the only chance they have to perform is around a Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving table. Believe me, there are voices and impressions, and everyone has to stand to tell their story for some reason. I guess we we need a stage on which to play out our dramas. I don't know. But no one among my friends... Is quite as performative and specific and long winded with his stories than my brother in law, Jonathan. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yes, my wife, Erin, and her sister, Emma, both married guys named John. What can I say? They have good taste. But Jonathan's stories, they are hilarious, they are wildly detailed. And they are often told in three to five acts with a 10 minute intermission for a bathroom break. But if there is anything better than Jonathan telling a story, it is his wife's critiques of those stories as they're happening. If you're married or have a significant other or a friend you've known for forever, you know what I'm talking about. You know all about your job as the constant yet completely unasked for critic every time your significant other is telling a story, yes? Specifically for my sister-in-law, her most frequent critique of her husband is that his stories are too long. Like, can he just please get to the end? Which, of course, only makes my brother-in-law talk for longer. My point in sharing this is this. I think all of us in 2020 sort of feel like my sister-in-law waiting for her husband to finish a story. We just want to get to the end, right? We just want to get to the end of 2020 and into the promised land of 2021, please. We want to get to the end of this pandemic and into some sort of vaccine and everything being fully open again. Personally, I know many of you, I want to get to church in person every Sunday again. Uh, You might want to get to Joe Biden taking the White House, or you might want to just skip the next four years and get to whoever the next Republican president will be. Uh, My point is there's this desire that we have as humans to just get to wherever it is that we're going. And today we're in our second week of this teaching series, Halfway to Nowhere. And in it, we're examining the biblical setting of the wilderness as a metaphor for the current season that many of us are walking through in 2020. See, for most of us, even if we don't know exactly what the future will look like, we want to get to the end of this wilderness, don't we? We, we want to get to the end of all this uncertainty. We want to get to the end of all this back and forth. We want to get to the end of this difficult and extremely divisive season. And today, I'm happy to announce we're actually going to tell you how to do that. Like, I don't want to sound like an infomercial, but today in this sermon, I'm going to tell you foolproof how we get to the end of all this madness. But in order to do that, I need you to grab a Bible uh, and open it up to Exodus chapter 14. If you remember, and we're here last week, we looked at Moses's conversation with God at the burning bush and God's consistent promise all throughout the wilderness and beyond to be with his people. And if God was with his people then, then he is with us today. And so in Exodus chapter 14, we find ourselves at a crucial moment in Israel's wilderness story. Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, has released them from slavery. Moses has had his Ten Commandments moment, let my people go. And now they are on their way toward the promised land. However, Pharaoh has changed his mind. Pharaoh notices he has no workers and he decides that he wants his slaves back. And so he pursues the Israelites with his army and he corners them on the banks of the Red Sea. Let's go live to the scene together. It says, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been, say this next word with me. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Okay, first things first here. Often, when we find ourselves pushed into a wilderness, at some point, we will feel a temptation to go back. We say things like, why can't we just go back to the way things were? When are we going to go back to normal? I know the relationship was unhealthy, but I just want him back. Back. And before we move on in this story, I just want to pause. And I just want to say, I just want to declare. I want to declare over your situation right now. I want to declare over this church. I want to declare over this entire season that the way out of this wilderness is not back. The way is not back to how it was. The way is not to pretend it never happened or to pretend that it isn't actually happening. The way is not back, soul city. The way, as we will see, is through. Let's keep reading. So Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? I love that God has a little attitude. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to, what are the next two words? Move on, raise your staff and stretch your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go, say it with me, through the sea on dry ground. Okay, here's what I want you to understand about the wilderness today. And if you're a note taker, you're going to want to write this down. Here's what I want you to get. Here's the whole thing. There's no get to without the go through. I'll say it again. There's no get to without the go through. What do I mean by that? Well, for Israel in this moment... There's no getting to freedom without going through the sea. To go back? Well, that's back to Egypt. That's back to slavery. To try and go around or to avoid it, that is certain death. The only way to get to where they want to go is to go through where they already are. And this is not the only time this happens throughout scripture. For Israel, there was no getting to the promised land without going through the wilderness. For Joseph, you know, the the guy with the dreams and the colorful coat, there was no getting to his position as second in command in Egypt without going through a betrayal by his brothers, indentured servitude, and prison time. For David, there was no getting to victory against the giant Goliath without first going through years of work as a shepherd in the wilderness, by the way, learning how to use that slingshot. For Mary, the mother of Jesus, there was no getting to the birth of her son without going through the persecution of having a child at a wedlock the uncomfortable ride across the wilderness to Bethlehem, not to mention a labor without an epidural girl, you are strong. And for that son, for Jesus, there was no getting to the resurrection and new life for all of humanity without first going through the horror of the cross and the darkness of the grave. There's just no get to without the go-through. The wilderness, it cannot be avoided. It, It cannot be ignored. It cannot be opted out of. We have to be willing to go through. This year, I got back into regular therapy and counseling for the first time since college. 2020 will do that to you. And you know, many of us here at Soul City, we are no strangers to therapy. We are a church that believes in the importance of mental and emotional health through things like counseling. And I want you to hear me. Therapy has been hugely helpful for me this year. It has been a hugely helpful practice. And if you are struggling right now and you think you might benefit from some form of counseling we would love to help you get connected. I found my therapist through Soul City, and we're going to have more info on that in a sec. But I also want to be real with you about my counseling experience. Because while it has been helpful for me, I will be honest with you. Every time my counseling appointment comes up, I almost never want to go. Like, I almost always cancel my appointment the day before or five minutes before. And again, to be completely honest, I almost always leave my therapy appointments feeling worse in the short term. And that's because often in these appointments, we're diving into places in my life that aren't always that comfortable to go. These aren't always fun or easy things to talk about. All of this to say, my therapy experience, it has not been breakthrough after breakthrough. This up into the right experience where all of a sudden I've become so enlightened. But I do know that going through this process, God is using it to transform me and to bring me to a place of healing and and to a more wholehearted way of living. I know that while it isn't always fun in the short term, there's just no getting to a healthier, fuller, more transformed version of myself without actually going through the transformation process. There is no get to without the go through. But unfortunately, we live in a culture that often just tries to skip the go through altogether. Like we just want to get to the wholeness without actually going through the healing. In our dating culture, we try to get to the sex without going through the building of intimacy and trust that is needed for an emotionally healthy sexuality to be expressed. In the church, far too often we are seeing pastors and leaders get to a certain level of leadership and notoriety without continually going through the deep personal inward transformation needed to grow character and to grow integrity. And so what we see is their platform begins to outgrow their character and inevitably they fall and they leave so much pain in their wake. We talk a lot at our church about the fight against racial injustice, but here's the reality, Soul City. We are not going to get to a more unified nation free from racism until all of us, especially my white brothers and sisters are willing to go through the work that needs to be done. The be the bridge work that our friend Latasha Morrison talks about acknowledging the past, lamenting it, confronting shame and guilt, confession, repentance, forgiveness. We got to be willing to go through all of that in order to get to true racial reconciliation. And I'm telling you, these examples and so many more, they show us why the go-through is so important. Why the go-through is actually necessary for our transformation. And it's because it's in the go-through that God prepares you. It's actually in going through this wilderness that God works and transforms and prepares us for what comes next. It was in going through their wilderness and all of its trials that Israel was prepared to enter the promised land. Here's the thing. We actually don't know what 2021 is going to look like. I know in my mind, I think that the ball is going to drop on new year's and everything will be magically fixed. That might not actually be the case, but I do believe that going through 2020 with faith and with dependence on God, will prepare us for whatever 2021 brings. Listen, I I don't know when things are going to start to go your way again. I'm sorry they haven't been going your way. I don't know when they're going to start breaking your way. But I do know that in this season of trials, I believe God is working to build a greater perseverance and a greater resilience in you so that the next time a trial does hit, you can say, oh, wait, I'm prepared for this. Trust me, I went through 2020. I walked through that battle. I walked through that trial and I'm still standing. And not only am I still standing, but I am better prepared and I am better equipped for this difficult season because what God did in that difficult season. I spoke last week about the season of loss and the season of grief that Aaron and I are walking through right now. I don't know how long we will be processing that grief. To be totally honest, I went on a run last week. I had to stop twice because I just, in the middle of the sidewalk, broke down crying, thinking of my friend Taylor. But I do believe that that by going through this grieving process, that God is increasing my capacity to sit in and to sit with others in their grief. Which is work that I am called on to do quite a bit as a pastor. And so before we get into our work for the week, I just want to pause. I just want to take a moment. And as your pastor, I just want to say that whatever it is you are going through in this season, I want to say, I'm sorry. If for you, 2020 has caused an already difficult battle with mental health to become even more difficult I'm sorry. If you find yourself exhausted right now from all the pivots and all the change of plans and all the disappointments, I get it. I'm right there with you. I'm sorry. That that is hard. If people in your life have let you down this year, maybe you feel like your place of employment has let you down this year or or that your country has let you down or even this church. We, we are not a perfect church. Can I just say, I'm sorry that people have let you down. Whatever it is you're walking through, I'm sorry you're having to walk through it. And I also believe that God is able to work within it. I just do. I just believe that God is working in your wandering. That God is actually active even in this pause. That, that you may be facing problems, but as we talked about last week, God is present in those problems. He is with you. I believe that God is just big enough to bring transformation even in the most trying of seasons. But here's the key. Here's what we can't miss. We have to be willing to say yes to it. And so this week, Will you be brave with me? Will you actually lean into what you're going through? Because that's our work for the week. Transformation requires participation, right? So this week, will you say yes to the work that God wants to do in your life through this season? Will you participate in it? If you're going through a mental health struggle, or maybe just, walking through something you're not really sure how to navigate. Are you willing to lean into some kind of counseling or maybe into one of our care groups? We have Blue Christmas coming up, a fantastic resource. Are you maybe going through a season of questioning? Has this year brought questions and doubts to your mind about God that Maybe going through some new books or or one of our transformation path courses might give you some space and some language to wrestle with those questions. What is it that, that you are going through right now? Are you willing to lean into it this week? And we actually want to partner with you in doing that work. That's part of why we exist as a church. And so as soon as we're done here, I hope you'll visit our church refresh page where we have, again, tons of resources that are meant to help you lean into whatever wilderness you're facing right now. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again, the way out of this soul city, the way out is not back. The way out is not around. The way out is to not try and avoid these things. The way is through. And here's what happens. Here's the beauty of it. Here's what we discover. When we lean into what we're going through, what we learn is that God doesn't waste the wilderness. What we learn is that it's actually in going through each season dependent on God, it's in doing that that we are actually prepared for an entire life with God.